And now, ladies and gentlemen, right to your hosts of Down the Garden Path, Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing. Welcome to Down the Garden Path, where we discuss down-to-earth tips and advice while doing our best to help you seasonally manage your garden and landscape. I'm Joanne Shaw, owner of Down-to-Earth Landscape Design, and with me is my co-host and co-author, Matthew Dressing. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Matthew Dressing, owner of Natural Affinity Garden Design. As landscape designers and gardeners, we believe it's important and possible to have a great garden which is sustainable and low maintenance, and we want to help you make it happen. That's right. And with Christmas around the corner, you may still be looking for a gift for that special gardener in your life. Well, we may we might have just the answer you're looking for. Rejoining us tonight is Kristen Bean Sullivan from Garden Gate Magazine, here to share her favorite gardening gifts she's received, gifts she's given, and other good gifts for the gardener in your life. So if you have a question for Kristen about one of her favorite gifts, Garden Gate Magazine, or want to share your gardening gift ideas, we'd love to hear from you. Send your questions to downthegardenpathpodcast at hotmail.com. And just before we welcome Kristen back to the show, uh, just a little bio for those who may not have met Kristen before. Uh, in her 25 years at Garden Gate Magazine, Kristen Bean Sullivan has been lucky enough to meet hundreds, if not thousands, of gardens, gardeners, sorry, tour and photograph countless gardens and learn something from every single gardener she's met. She comes from a long line of farmers and gardeners and today tends an ever-expanding urban garden with her husband and three teenagers and young adults who are a lot more help in the garden than she was at their age. Welcome to the show, Kristen. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And happy yeah. holidays. It's yes. Happy yeah. holidays. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, your goals are a lot the same as mine in terms of exchanging ideas with, we like to do that with our readers and uh, you like to do that with your listeners. And so I would love to have conversation with your listeners tonight. I hope we can uh, have some calls and uh I can get some gift ideas from them as well and from you. <laughs> Excellent. I put, I did put some feelers out prior to having the show about what our listeners uh, gift ideas were. So I can share a couple of oh, some of good. the things that they good. talked about too. Yeah, that's so great. one I was very familiar with and actually own and one I was totally not familiar with. So yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah, that's perfect. So do you like to get uh, tools for Christmas typically? Yeah. Yes. yes. But also do you have really specific tools that you kind of want? Um, and like, right? You said you were familiar with some of the ones and yeah. yeah. So, so I do too. And I, I think that, um, you know, I polled our staff as well uh, earlier today and, and last week asking them about some of their favorite gifts that they've uh, received or that they want. <laughs> and we have some, uh, we have some ideas. Uh, some of them are new thing, newer things, and some of them are just old tried and true things. Almost everyone uh, really likes a good set of pruners, a good pair of pruners. Um, yes. And I know, I mean, I, I have had my Felco number sixes for probably 25, 30 years now, wow. same pair of pruners. And uh, those are just, you know, you can't go wrong with a really solid, good pair of pruners. And, you know, it's not cheap necessarily. I think 
50 to $100 is not unreasonable to expect to pay uh, for that. But um, like I said, I've had them for 25 or 30 years. And in fact, my my the, the number six is that I have, I have small hands, I'm a small person. And so the sixes are for people with small hands. And so they really fit my hand well, which is fantastic. And my husband has the bigger pair and, you know, uh-huh. So you always know who's, we don't get them mixed up, you know, you know, right. <laughs> I guess, but I actually, this is embarrassing, but one spring I found them in the, in the garden. Um, they, they'd been out in the, out all winter long and we cleaned them up and they're fine. I mean, I've been using them after that for seven, eight, 10 years. So, I mean, they're fine. So, and they, Falcos are good because they have replaceable parts too. You can buy the blades and replace them if you have a problem somewhere along the line. So I, I really like that, that pair. Um, another, you know, a lot less expensive and also maybe not, not just the absolute essential, but a nice addition for someone who maybe already has um, pruners that they really like um, are the Fiskars, uh, micro tip garden snips have you have you guys used the the snips yeah yeah Yeah. they're wonderful aren't those handy for um deadheading and just getting into little like if a lot of people are doing topiary these days and so Mm. you know they're perfect for little cute little topiary um in containers and that sort of thing and those are only you can find those on amazon well you can find the felcos on amazon too um but you know they're about ten dollars a piece so good stocking stuffer idea Ooh, you, have, that's a good you all have favorite yeah. pruners yeah you know what i were much like yours how you have had your felco six forever i have my original sandvik pair oh, that we nice. had to buy at college and i've had it for now 23 years and it took like 12 years before I actually had to like sharpen the blade Um, yeah they were just so durable so yeah yeah, there's nothing like a good pair it's a good investment it's a really good yeah yeah Yeah. well um, I have I have Falco as well but I also have a bad tendency of misplacing mine and leaving them at client sites as a landscape mm. designer. I, I'm doing yeah. things. So I, t- I have like a whole variety of them from cheap, you know, cause sometimes I've had to like run out to home Depot and just grab a pair. Cause I left mine somewhere right. else. So my garage, my bag is like a collection of different ones, <laughs> but my go-to one is definitely my Falcos. I don't know which number I'll have to check that. Yeah. But. <laughs> I think the two is the standard size. So yeah. they, and I know I have a tiny one too. I have a friend had given me a couple years ago for like indoor like cut flowers indoors and and it's quite a little that was on my list a few years ago to have the little tiny yeah, one so those are handy those are mm-hmm. handy I like those we um around the office we've been using uh we we got a new I think it was a new product a couple of years ago and it's um it's a battery tool I know you know everybody's introducing these new batter all these different new battery powered tools with the interchangeable battery mm-hmm. packs. And so you have different, um, you know, all different kinds of things, as you know, I'm sure with your businesses. But um, the one that we've loved the last couple of years is the the handheld garden shears from Works. And it comes with a, a, a shear, a, a hedge trimmer um, attachment for the end, but also then it's like a little grass clipper type thing. But it's so good for um, uh for deadheading and clean up in the spring like if you're cleaning up ornamental grasses in the spring you know you're cutting them back um and just garden cleanup in the spring when you're just zipping off your dead perennials 
Um, oh, yeah. It's so handy for that. And we've had a lot of questions. Uh, we've done some some on our YouTube channel. Sometimes Jenny, our, our gardener, has used it in the videos. And we get a lot of questions about what that thing is. And and uh, she's a very big advocate for that product. And um, I think that's around $100 or so. I think you can get okay. it on Amazon as well. But it's Works, W-O-R-X. Do you have battery-powered? Are you, are you battery-powered tool people? Um, I'm more battery powered. Um, yeah, like drills and, yeah. and yeah. things like that. Exactly. I, I don't have any large landscape maintenance equipment like a trimmer right. or a mower or anything. Yeah. Um, but they're making such strides in the battery power yeah. and strength that they really are. Yeah, we have as just household wise out yeah, the snow blower and the lawnmower and the leaf blower. I yeah. guess I have a leaf blower, the dreaded heat leaf blower, but they all have the the, the battery packs. So, yes, it's, it's nice just keeping those batteries charged. Right. And keeping them moving <laughs> around. That's the hard part. I've been mm -hmm. testing out a, um, a little it's like a mini little chainsaw um, and the, the blade is only about, I don't know, four to six inches long from uh, steel and I know works has one too. And that's actually really great because it's, you use it in the spot where you'd use a Japanese pruning saw, but it's just so much less work. Yeah. And again, the battery, you have to keep the battery charged yeah. because it really uses up the battery power, but those are handy and they're just little. So they, you can really get them into tight spaces if you, if you want to. So that's mm -hmm. kind of nice. And it's not just the big chain, you know. Yeah, yeah. That would be more of like, because the big chainsaws, you know, you could do a lot of damage to both the tree right. and yourself. But exactly. it sounds like a little one, you could just kind of do some little jobs yes, quick, exactly. more more efficiently. I would love that. I might yeah, put that on my Christmas list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, those have been handy, too. We've been passing those around different people on our team and trying them out. And everyone seems to really like those, too. That um, must be the best part. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> part of your job is you get to play with all these things. Oh, my goodness. Cool that is so much part fun. Is, the hard part is knowing who has them when you want it. It could be, you know, <laughs> we all want to use them at the same time, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, also, you know, apparel like gloves. Um, I go through probably a new pair of gloves every year. Um, yes. and also, you know, for different jobs, it's nice to have different kinds of gloves. You know, it's nice for container gardening and for working with, I, I guess I'm a glove person. Not everyone's a glove person either. So, but um, sometimes those really lightweight, almost disposable gloves are really nice to have for um, for uh, container gardening and some of those kinds of things. But I also like a good set of leather, leather gloves and you can't go wrong with that. I, I, there's a company called Women's Work who um, they focus on, especially, I mean, they have gloves for everyone, but they started, I believe, as a company uh, that was especially focused on smaller sizes that, that fit mm -hmm. women because, you know, 20, 40, 20, 30, 40 years ago, it was really hard to find small enough gloves to fit. And I, again, maybe I'm especially sensitive to this since I have small hands, but I really appreciate their sizing and uh, the quality. They have all different kinds of options, but I've had several pairs and love them. Are you glove people? Yeah. I'm a glove people yeah. for sure. Yeah. You just never know what you're going to come across right. or what you want to grab, um, especially when you're out chatting with other clients. It's nice to have clean hands. That's true. Sure. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. Do, is poison ivy a problem in your area? Can uh, be. Can yeah. be. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I've run into poison ivy. In this I didn't used now. to think I was 
Yeah. And I didn't used to think I was allergic to that. And then it finally got me a couple of years ago. So now I have to really (laughs) be careful about that too. Um, Yes. Do you, um, another one is the tub truck. Have you, have you tried tub trucks or do you use like some kind of carrying device for your, um, I mean, everyone does use something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with those. Yeah. They are very handy. Those are handy. I really like those. And actually this was a gift I got a couple of years and those are reasonably priced too for, I don't know, 12 to 20, $25 or so you can get different sizes and they stack and they're, you know, flexible and just lightweight. I, I like those a lot. And, um, but then a couple of years ago, Gardner Supply has something called the Mod Hod, which is, a, it is a, a, a basket, a carrying basket, but it's plastic and it's, um, it's perforated all the way through. So, and it has handles that flip up and down on the top and then also legs that flip up and down on the bottom. So okay. you can stand it up or you can set it on the ground, but it's, I really like it for harvesting produce, for example, because it's plastic and perforated. So all my dirty stuff that I, if I have carrots or beets or something, and I want to wash it off outside, I can just leave it right in that bucket or in that basket, hose it down, get everything cleaned up before I take it in. And it's just, it's easier. It's cleaner in the kitchen then I guess. And, uh, yeah, I really like that. And it's just handy to carry every, I mean, I carry my tools around in it or go weed with it, or it's the same way you'd use a tub truck for, you know, basically. Okay. Yeah, but that's neat. That's kind of handy. And then um, some other tool ideas. Uh, I have uh, Jenny, I actually, she's our uh, test garden manager and, and an editor at Garden Gate. And at the test garden, she was trying out something called the hose link last year. And that's a retractable um, wall mounted hose reel. And it's really lightweight. And she's used hundreds of different kinds of hoses and different types over the years. And she is just in love with that um, because it's so lightweight and convenient and it retracts really easily. I don't Have you tried retractables? Sometimes not as... Not yeah. as you would imagine them to be. <laughs> no, no. And the ones that you, maybe not retractable, but the ones that you wind yeah. to, like, oh my. Yeah, not easy. But she hasn't, this one is not like that. This is like, this actually does what you'd hoped. So in terms really? of traction and okay. it's just convenient. And also, uh, it, I mean, you can mount it wherever you want, but she mounted it up higher on the wall. So it's just up off the ground and it's easier to, you know, it's not knocking things over on the patio when you're trying to okay. get it. You know, it's just a little easier to, to manage. So, yeah. Really Is like. it really a push button? Kristen? Um, yeah, it's a switch. I think a switch. It. I think, or like a lever that okay. you, flip up, I think, I think that's how that works. Okay. Um, it's been a while since I've looked at that, but <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so tools, do y'all have any uh, favorite to other favorite tools that you like to get or give? You know what? One of my favorite tools I just started using this week, uh, this year, um, was one of those sidewalk weeders. Oh, so, yeah. So it's just kind of that goes out. The blade goes out. It straight out, and then at ninety degrees, it turns. And then mm-hmm. on the tip of that, it's just kind of rounded. So it's a very thin blade to get into the cracks of sidewalks. Mm-hmm. And then on the right angle, it's kind of beveled, so it has a, a not a sharp like like a secateur kind of blade but sharp enough that when you can just hold it by one hand and just like stab and grab and weed or almost use it kind of like a gardening knife but then I can use the hook to pull at tap roots or dig down a little and 
lift things or grab rocks. So I found this year, it's probably yeah. now right up at number one. Right. I haven't seen those before. I'm going to have to look for that. That's going on my list now. <laughs> <laughs> the one that I use is by, um, in the Botanica series made by Garant. Okay. All right. I'll have to look for that. That's, yeah. it's always fun to, to find something that makes things easier, you know, and yeah. weeding yeah. sidewalks is not fun. Yeah. Not fun. Um, well, one of my favorites and I had reached out to some of our listeners and, uh, she said so too, is the hoary hoary knife. Oh. I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's strong. My boys bought it for me. I asked for it for Christmas and they were like, what? We got, we're, you're not, it's not safe to give that to mom. Like, look <laughs> at the knife, you know? Um, but it's good. I keep it, try to keep it in that, uh, in that little pouch it comes in and, nice. and so it's nice and secure when it's in my gardening bag. Um, but yeah, so many uses from weeds to, um, yes. you know, pruning, you know, lots of uses and it, it's quite handy. Um, mm -hmm. And I know when I've been on a site and I've handed it to one of the guys, everybody's like, oh, where'd that come from? You know, yeah. that's <laughs> but, right. Uh, and, and you keep a close eye on it to make sure it doesn't uh, <laughs> disappear. <laughs> yeah, it's just made so well, too. Yeah. And and I have to left it out in the water, in the rain and the and it's been fine. So uh, so definitely. Um, uh hoary hoary knife that's a good one i really like that too i have something called a similar it's a soil knife it's uh, yeah that's actually for for new gardeners you know you, we were talking a little bit about what we might give new people um mm -hmm. to gardening and that would be one a hoary hoary or a soil knife or a um th that would be something that would be at the top of my list just because yeah. you know i it's always with me when i'm outside yes yeah and so versatile too right yeah yeah, yeah, at any time of season. That's true. You can just For do sure. with it. So, mm -hmm. um, of course, you know, we all want gift cards to, <laughs> to <nurse> <laughs> you know, places like that. And um, I, I also really like to give memberships to um, local botanic gardens. Um, so, uh, because not everybody wants a thing to fill up their shit like I, we always give to my parents I always give them a gift membership to a local botanic garden uh, because they don't really need more stuff and mm -hmm. uh, they have all the tools they need in the garden you know they, they have most everything they need it's nice to have something that you can do as an activity and then mm -hmm. also a lot of botanic gardens have uh, reciprocity agreements with other gardens around the country and sure. maybe between the U.S. and Canada even and so when they travel they get to see go to visit other botanic gardens um either at a discount or for free so that's kind of nice and and for a new gardener that would be nice because they usually have discounts on classes as well mm, yeah so yeah. yeah that is a good idea do you yeah. Kristen, have a favorite botanic garden that you have been to or oh gosh what's your local favorite one <laughs> so we have uh well the I, i'm in des moines iowa and we have a very nice and actually just always expanding botanic garden in the city of Des Moines. So that's exciting to see it growing. It's an urban, it's, it's in an urban setting. And so um, they've been purchasing land over the last couple of years and they're growing. So that's really exciting to see. And then um, they, uh, but then in traveling, gosh, you know, there's so many good ones. <laughs> Longwood, of course, like the um, the Philadelphia, Delaware, um, you know, that general vicinity in, yeah. in, in that corridor, there are just so many great botanical gardens. And so, you know, Longwood and Chanticleer, of course, are mm -hmm. favorites. And then um, 
you know, in other parts of the country, you know, I was in Memphis this year, they had a lovely botanical garden. And here in the Midwest, the, the St. Louis, uh, the, the Missouri Botanical Garden, or the, its acronym is MOBOT. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, MOBOT, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, it's, it's, I think, I don't know if it's the oldest, but it's a very long, it's one of the oldest botanical gardens mm. in the U.S. And so really, really nice. They have a great home garden section, but then also, you know, shrub and all kinds of collections of trees and shrubs and, you yeah. know, indoor things. And, I and think that's so- one thing people don't realize that wherever you travel, because I actually just came back from a couple stops and like a cruise in Europe and we had limited time in a couple of ports and I just Googled botanical gardens and you know, it's amazing. So Gibraltar and the Azores, you know, both smaller stops yeah. in Europe, but had amazing, um, very interesting botanical gardens. Gibraltar's was free and um, and very elevated. So when you got to the top, you could still see the water. And and so it was very, very fascinating. And uh, Azores wasn't, it was like five euros. And um, but it was very much um, very cool. Lots of trees, mature trees and just so it's it's one of those things when you're traveling, like look into wherever you're going. There's always even in smaller, um, you know, our, our community, Matt and I are near, you know, Oshawa has a little, you know, garden like, you know, mm-hmm. not quite a botanical garden, but kind of part, you know, and you never know. Right. So I think for our listeners, um, you know, do a search where a loved one might live or where there might travel there, you know, might be botanical gardens in that area that there really are uh, worth visiting. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's um, and and, you know, you were mentioning Europe. I mean, there's just the garden culture in Europe in, in part, especially in England and France and, you know, mm-hmm. Ireland especially is so rich that even, I mean, any, everyone, it seems as so many people garden <laughs> and, you know, there's just botanical opportunities everywhere you turn there. So that's, uh, that's exciting. In fact, um, we, uh, Garden Gate and Horticulture magazines are launching a tour business. We launched a tour business this year. And next year, we um, are taking uh, readers to Europe. Um, we have three trips planned next summer. And so we're traveling with a small group of, um, of gardeners each time. And we're going to England and the Chelsea Flower Show. And then we're going to wow. Ireland in um, July and then in um, in Norman to Normandy in France in um, August and so uh, that is a really fun fun way to connect with people other people who love gardening just as much as you do and also mm-hmm. to just see some amazing gardens and uh, so we we had a really terrific time in England uh, last year and so we're doing these three this next year. So that's another gift idea for the person who has everything. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that would be a gift. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It, it'll be a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, so that's uh, that's one thing. But another, uh, you, you know, we were talking about handmade, or we hadn't talked about it yet, but I like, I also like handmade gifts from the garden. And of course, there's things as easy as, uh, you know, saving your own seeds and then sharing packets with friends. You can create uh, really 
you know, your own custom packets of different things and, and include them in a basket of other things. I mean, that's always really fun. Uh, but there's all kinds of other things you can do. Uh, one of one popular article on our website is we, we have lots of project ideas on Garden Gate's website, uh, by the way. Uh, but one really popular one lately has been uh, bird feeding wreaths, and um, and uh, we have a tower too that's a bird feeding tower that you can make from your garden, and it's using greenery and you know things like apples and oranges, and also making bird seed. Um, ornaments and things that you put on it and then um, it's a nice decor item but also feeds the birds at the same time so those are kind of fun things yeah. um, and then of course again we have pro we have all these projects on our website but other good gift ideas are um, sandcast uh, pavers and projects um, it, so um, you know everything from bird bird baths made out of sandcast concrete um, in the shapes of leaves to uh, I was just visiting a gardener in Kansas City this summer who makes these amazing um, little houses out of uh, hypertufa and um, she sandcasts the, or well I guess they're not sandcast they're just cast but she um she makes these amazing little sort of fairy houses and I think she gives a lot of those as gifts <laughs> oh neat very cool. Lots of different, she can put all kinds of different textures on the surfaces and um, it, it just <clears throat> really charming. Um, and then we have another project um, on Kokodama. Have you, have you tried Kokodama oh, before? I've wanted to, I think we had them booked for our gardening club right when COVID hit and we had to oh, cancel cool. those. Meetings. So I just think, I think they are very cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So Kokodama. Uh, Jap yeah. Japanese moss balls and it's a Japanese technique. Uh, with clay, like a heavy clay soil center, and then you uh, plant a put a plant into it, and uh, use uh, it's a mixture of the heavy clay with some akadama, um, their little terracotta balls, I think, and then wrap it in moss, and you can hang it or set it somewhere, and they're just really has a little plant growing in it, like ivy or a fern or something really fun. So those are, that's a really fun project to do and also to give. <laughs> mm -hmm. I would, I wouldn't mind getting a Kokodama. That would yeah. Be <laughs> me, me either. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's even simple, like every, we often give, a lot of people give amaryllis to one another at, at Christmas. And of course I enjoy getting those too. Uh, but we also have, pro we have a project on how to marbleize your own terracotta pots. So oh. you can create a really fun kind of marbleized um, pattern on the outside of the pot and just kind of, you know, elevate it a little bit and give it with an amaryllis or not just give the pot. But um, that's a fun project to both do and give. And you can find that on our website as well. Yeah. And so just for those who may not know, because we haven't really mentioned it yet, but uh, you can go to gardengatemagazine.com um, and we you can search DIY garden gift ideas uh, and as well as there's a store I think we'll, we're going to talk about because we do have a couple listener questions oh, that uh, will tie into that. Um, so yeah, definitely check out gardengatemagazine.com. Um, just before we get to the listener questions, I'm just going to do our little mid-station, our mid-show ID and just say thank you everyone for joining us here on Reality Radio 101. I'm Matthew Dressing here with my co-host and co-author, Joanne Shaw, and you're listening to Down the Garden Path. 
Joanne and I enjoy hosting Down the Garden Path each week, bringing you interesting and relevant topics to help you achieve a great garden. We learn right along with you from our research and from the guests that join us here on the show, uh, like Garden Gate Magazine's uh, Kristen Bean Sullivan, talking all about gift ideas for the gardeners in your life. Don't forget you can spend more time with us down the garden path. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Down the Garden Path Podcast is our handle there. And you can also find us in lots of past episodes on your favorite podcast provider. And while you're there, please hit that subscribe button to be notified of new content. And don't forget to like, share, and leave us a comment. We love hearing from you. You can always write us here or anytime during the week, Down the Garden Path Podcast at Hotmail. Dot com, which leads us to one of our f- number of questions here uh, for Kristen. Nancy has written in, uh, hello, Joanne and Matt. Does your guest actually make any of the gifts in her catalog? <laughs> Thank you. I have made some of these gifts. Good question. I have not <laughs> made all of the gifts because I have a, we have a great team of people who uh, also uh, gets to do, uh, you know, we all, we spread things around. We don't all do one thing or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another project I have made actually, uh, for my family is taking prunings from the garden and making trellises and towers and things like that out of them with, um, you know, wiring them together and, um, and doing that too. Um, and that's always kind of fun to have a rest, a rustic trellis or a tower and you can use them in containers or just in the garden. Um, and so, yeah, uh, do you have projects that you all like to do or have done? Ooh, gardening yeah. projects. That's your, that's your whole <laughs> business is garden projects, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the yeah. landscape <laughs> designs are garden projects. Yeah, so yeah. no, I have not. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, <clears throat> I've done the, um, I think I've done the bird seed ornaments and um, also have been, uh, done a lot of hypertufa projects over the years. The, the, we do, um, container. It's a mix of peat moss and uh, concrete mix and perlite, perlite, yeah, perlite, and uh, mix it together. We used to teach, cl- many years ago, we used to teach classes on how to make um, hypertufa containers. And so we, um, I've taught many of those classes over the years and made lots of those. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm surprised hypertufa didn't pick up. I remember hearing about it a number of years ago. Um, and just coming out of college and it seemed like it was going to be such an amazing DIY project and there were so many benefits to these containers and then here in Canada at least it just kind of faded away yeah it's interesting isn't it yeah you don't see quite as much of it in the last few years as as you said maybe yeah I think it's one of those things that like you don't think about it and then you might be on a garden tour and see someone who's done something really cool with it and you're like oh yeah I've always wanted to make one of those (laughs) like the because you know when succulents got really big right they're perfect for that in a you know hot dry and they they stay outside all winter and and stuff so yeah it's just what like terracotta pots right like they never they come in and out but they never really go out they're kind of always you know so I feel like Maybe hypertufa is a little l- less popular than terracotta pots, but right. But it's always yeah. it's always an option. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so Andrew has also written in. Uh, Hello, Garden Path. Does your guest only sell uh, gardening tools or seeds and plants as well? Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so we um, don't actually sell any of the tools that I've um, talked to you about. Uh, we are just uh, Garden Gate is a magazine, a how-to garden magazine. And uh, we actually have a sister publication called Horticulture Magazine, uh, both owned by the same parent company. And uh, I, I work with both of them. And uh, Horticulture is actually the longest the oldest uh, continuously published garden magazine in the U.S. Uh, yeah. It started publishing in Boston in 1904. And um, wow. so it's been around a long time, obviously. And horticulture focuses more on kind of the science of gardening and the and uh takes you on tours of botanical gardens around the country and offers a lot of sustainable solutions to gardening and um, a lot of science-based research and information. And then Garden Gate is more kind of the how-to magazine. And so we have a big dialogue with our readers and we share a lot of reader tips for making gardening easier and um, less expensive. And we share information about um, how to do things, of course, like projects and how to how to prune, how to how to deadhead, how to plant um, a particular thing or propagate. Um, and then we also profile specific plants and give you all the tips you need to grow um, some particular plant that we uh, profile in every issue of the magazine. Oh, okay. Um, in addition to tours of gardens around the mm -hmm. US and Canada. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds a little familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So thank you so much, Andrew, for writing in. Henry's also written in. Hello, Joanne and Matt. Wow. I just checked out the phone cases on your uh, or your guest cells. Amazing. Which, which you don't sell. Yeah. So sorry, Henry. She doesn't sell them, but. I yeah. should, actually, I should back up. We are primarily a, a, a magazine, but we right. also do have a, a store, uh, the Garden Gate store, which yeah. um, the the, uh, the listener just checked out. And we sell some um, some uh, home decor and sort of apparel items that um, feature the illustrations and photos that we um, used in the magazine at from time to time. And okay. so we don't, we don't sell the tools and things that I've been talking about so far today, like plants and seeds and things and tools, mm -hmm. but we do sell some things that ancillary products like the phone and phone cases. We have great phone cases for oh. gardens, actually, lots of different illustrations and photos that are Oh, cool. I'm going to have to check those out. Matt, are you looking at them now? Yeah, <laughs> was I was going to say, I had the store loaded and yeah, Henry, um, you are correct. They are absolutely stunning. It's like, oh, <laughs> if only I had an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> but they're absolutely beautiful. Well, thank you. Thanks. We have had some really uh, great illustrators over the years and um, have a photographer who does really fun stuff too. So. Beautiful. What a way to preserve that, you know, as far as the, yeah. you know, from the magazine, you know, to preserve it in something like a phone case. That's a great yeah. idea. And, and, you know, they're available in prints and things too, but it just, you know, we've had so many beautiful illustrations over the years and it's been <clears> such a shame to just have it, have these things sort of buried in the past, you know, in, in yeah. a magazine that was in 1998 or something or yeah. five years ago and, and no one would ever see it again. So it's really fun yeah. to it's it's fun for us to go back and find, you know, find new ones to pull out and and mm -hmm. try out in different ways too. So, yeah, that's beautiful. And we have one last question so far. Um, oh, <laughs> I hadn't read Chris's yet. 
Uh, but hey, does Garden Gate carry down the Garden Paths Garden Book? There are a lot of books on that site. Yeah, so uh, put no you on the don't. spot for Matt and yeah. I, our book. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, Kristen, I did not mean to do that. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> so um, it sounds like it's a book I need to check out. Yes, I think so. We can definitely <laughs> send you a copy. So thank you, Chris, for setting us up for that one. <laughs> yeah. I got to read ahead, Matt. <laughs> That's funny. Well, um, yeah, it sounds like uh, we mo most of the books, all of the books on our site are ones that we have produced ourselves. But uh, yeah, that would be uh, great to check it out. And um, and I I'd still like to see it. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay. Yeah. Um, have either of you heard of a Pulaski? No. Uh, Dr. Pulaski from Star no. Trek? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but, no. So er Erica in our Facebook group, Matt, when I posted the, the question, so she said she likes using a Pulaski um, for like controlling her blackberry bushes. And I, I would assume with Barbary or anything thorny that it would work well. So I had to Google it because I didn't know what it was either. So it's a special hand tool used in fighting fires, huh? particularly wildfires, which combines an axe at one end and an adza in one head and the other head so it, it seems like it's a double-sided um but they're they come big or small so it seems like a bunch of different sizes so it seems like it'd be a cool tool for something that's more aggressive um yeah so it's called the pulaski so she was one of our uh someone erica in our facebook group who uh, when i asked about a garden tool that's what she chose thanks for that that information that's really yeah. interesting it sounds yeah. like if you're um if you have a lot of woody uh weeds to fight that would be really yeah helpful. yeah yeah it looks like yeah. an intense tool <laughs> or like senate controlling you know maybe if you're lots of people i know some of my clients um you know everybody loves that they back onto conservation or bought back onto the woods right until and they buy a new house and they're like isn't this great we've got this beautiful nature behind us it's like <laughs> yes until the nature eats you you know like the nature's coming in like you've got to you've got to keep it there right it's not if you if you can't just enjoy it like you've got to keep it there so sometimes having a tool that might be a little bit of aggressive along the fence line you know mm -hmm. just to keep uh, the separation between your property and nature you know in a in a in a responsible way of course I but think, um i just i interviewed uh, neil debole of prairie nursery um a few months ago and he was talking about how um especially in his even in his um own meadow he we were talking about meadow plantings and woody weeds are some of the biggest problems long term mm -hmm. you know as you get tree seedlings coming up in there so that could be really handy for that sort of you know, control in a, like you said, in a natural, more natural setting, especially. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Erica. Hopefully you're listening yeah, and you. we really appreciated that. It was great to get, you know, some of the, see what other people are using, right. That weren't, uh, were, it, and that was an unusual one. So, so that's good. One. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Have you, did you have some more um, unusual or new recommendations from your, from your group? No, those were the two um, two main ones. So I guess we have like a, a, a slow group, but uh, that was. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so for new gardeners, um, we talked a little bit about new gardeners and what we might give. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about books too. Do you have uh, books that you recommend to people in addition to your own, your own book? <laughs> 
Well, we've introduced, uh, we, we've interviewed um, Jan Johnson on the show many times and for all of her books, I think. So all of the, her books, I just love um, Floratopia and Gardentopia, nor her more recent ones. Um, but I really, uh, you know, uh, all of them I've really enjoyed. So, uh, yeah, so I've, oh, I like, in, I like recommending those in my, my business. I do a little uh, gifts for gardeners and I think that she just creates such beautiful books. Oh yeah, those that's great. That's good. I think um, also um, I don't know if you've read Daryl Byers' uh, New Gardener's Handbook, but it has so many great just how-to um, mm-hmm. techniques for people and just just really good basic uh, reference book. I think for someone getting started. Absolutely, we had him on the show, right, Matt? We we were trying to have him on the show, oh, okay, um, but we weren't able to reach him. So we are, Oh no, no, sorry. I'm thinking of another Daryl. I'm thinking of another Daryl. Yes. We have had Daryl yeah. on the show. My apologies. Yes. With the new gardeners handbook. So you can find orange, that. It's orange book. Yes. I can picture it in my mind yeah. somewhere here. In the, it with a yes. green watering can. New, yes. New York. Cause he teaches at New York botanical gardens. Yes. Right. right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. And then, um, uh, you know, it seems like a weird gift, maybe a spade or a shovel, but that uh, for a new gardener, that seems like the kind of thing that, you know, a high, high quality. I think when people get started, sometimes they don't think about the, the, the quality of the tool as much as just getting one and uh, getting something that's forged, not stamped, you know, mm. difference. Um, and just having a, I like a nice round point um, spade, um, either you know, shorter or longer handle, either one is good, but, uh, you know, that's just something that's hung in our garage forever and we've mm-hmm. used a good one will last forever. So that seems like the, and then it's okay to get like for women to women gardeners, I think it's okay. They make them for us now. Like, I want to say, you know, you don't have to use the one that your dad gave you that your husband, you know what I mean? You don't like, they do make them, you know, um, ergonomic and a little bit lighter but just as sharp and a little bit more compact so I think we tend to you know those are things you don't think about every year of going out and buying new because there's usually one that's in the shed that someone's given you or that came with the house or something like that right I think it's good to know that if you are an avid gardener you know it's okay put that on and that's a great thing to put on your list I know I did um and so uh I have a couple of really cool shovels that are shorter and the handle's more comfortable um not getting splinters on the wood handle <laughs> you know and uh, um and and now it just is so much easier because I'll go to sites with the guys have their ha- tools and I'm like oh my gosh and then I use my own and it's like a piece of cake so um, I think I just want to shout out to all our, our uh, new women gardeners that it's okay. You can go and ask for uh, a more appropriately sized and weighted shovel, right? Sometimes, they're called a, sometimes it's called a floral spade. You'll see if you're, if you're yeah. looking for mail order, it would be called mm-hmm. the, the smaller head would, would be called a floral spade. But I think, <laughs> right, and, you know, if you, you might think if, if you're working with the wrong tools, like any, like in any situation it's harder and it's not as fun and so you know why make it harder on yourself and you know do the the fun stuff that you enjoy and not um don't don't stop doing it because because of discomfort or you know just something as simple as the wrong tool yeah my little sidewalk weeder that i mentioned um from botanica by garant the botanica line was actually introduced for uh women gardeners 
Um, and it's a whole line of, like Joanne, like you were saying, just you know, smaller or more lightweight tools that are just easier to use. And right. you know what? Even being a guy, you know, just some of those smaller tools, just you know, they can help you get into spots. And again, like you said, very ergonomic. They're soft handled. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just uh, very pleasurable to use. So um, just a, a shout out to them again. And uh, don't be afraid, guys, to grab one of those women's tools. It works for you. It works. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And well, so the, the brand I like, um, so Lee Valley tools, yeah. I think you have that, right? So radius, so they, they have a line of radius ergonomic mm. stainless steel digging spades and, and, uh, and uh, still weeder and, they and even the forks like so those are the ones I, I so I put that on my birthday list and Christmas list every year I'm like one of them you know so they are great and um and I notice so if I take them to a job site and the guys will start to use mine instead of their, their big long wooden handled <laughs> ones you know they're like oh this is you know so it really is uh it's it's worth it it is worth it and I I'm laughing about how you you mentioned you know what your dad gave just don't use just what your dad gave you or what you in, inherited with the house or found it picked up at a garage sale because <laughs> been there done that all yeah. of that yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah. true we we all had and I know my when I put that on my list the guy my my family were like but we have shove, like we have shovels and like yeah I know but these are better <laughs> yeah, you're right you're right and it's just not a glamorous thing to go out and buy for yourself but it makes such a difference it really does <laughs> it really does so what about you Kristen what is your favorite gardening gift that you've ever received and I'm sure you've received so many over the years yeah. Well, you know, I'm a practical girl. I always like to have the, you know, the practical stuff. So uh, one thing we haven't talked about uh, is um, hoses. <laughs> yes. And uh, a good hose just, again, makes so much difference. You know, you can have that cheap vinyl hose that you found at the mm. dollar store or the discount store or whatever. But wow, one that one that doesn't you know, one that winds up easily, one that doesn't kink. Um, it's lightweight. Um, I got a stainless steel hose for Christmas a few years ago, and I know that's a little controversial. Some people don't like them and some people do, but I, I love mine. Um, and the, sometimes they don't last the connections sometimes come apart. They're hard to repair, I guess I should say if something, them. but it's so lightweight and there is never a kink and it doesn't, um, it doesn't uh this this is something and this sounds weird probably but it drives me crazy when i'm dragging a hose around and you know how the hose always sweats um and it's always wet on the outside and then you end up with these muddy stripes on your legs because you've you know that dragged it yeah and the the stainless steel hose doesn't sweat (laughs) so i like that too and Mm -hmm. uh, i have a couple of them and i just i love them they're just the easiest thing in the world to um haul around and store I have one too. I have one too. And I do like it. Yeah. My, my only, only complaint, not that it's a complaint, but it's so lightweight. Mm -hmm. So you know how, like if you stretch out a regular hose, 
you mm-hmm. and with no, no nozzle on the end, right? You can you can go to the faucet and turn it on, and then the ho- water just comes oh, out yeah. nicely. But yeah. the problem, the problem with the lightweight one is you do that with no nozzle on the end, and it's like now it's like a sprinkler <laughs> head, like crazy carpet yeah. kind of thing, right? Right? So yeah. do you have have you ever done that where you thought there was a head on it, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> so aside from that, <laughs> that's something you just need to be aware of that that because they are so lightweight, they they the water doesn't hold it down <laughs> it's an adventure right <laughs> it's an adventure because it's wild and crazy snake which if you have small kids that could be a you know second second function <laughs> that's right it's a positive or a negative one or the other that's right that's and right. so yeah that's hilarious well and i would be remiss if i didn't mention that uh uh, Garden Gate and Horticulture both offer gift subscriptions, and it's not too late to purchase those. But, you know, you can get those up to the day before, um, you know, the day before you want to give it. And uh, they're both uh, really reasonable right now at ten dollars a year um, wow. for a, a print subscription and also uh, for a digital subscription, I believe too. So, um, so again, we're we're not available. I don't know if we mentioned that we are on newsstands in Canada and digitally. Uh, but not print. I think we did talk about that, that at the top of the mm-hmm. show, didn't we? I think before the show started. So yeah, so our listeners in Canada, you can buy it on the newsstand, right? You can buy yes. chapters and, and our local bookstores and the Garden Gate magazine. But if you want a subscription, it's just a, what do you call it? Um, An online? A digital subscription, yes. Digital, that's the yeah. word. <laughs> and you can get one for either Horticulture or Garden Gate. And uh, Garden Gate's website is uh, gardengatemagazine.com. And um, Horticulture's uh, website is hortmag.com. Okay. Wonderful. Are, are you able to, if you're getting into the magazines, um, mm-hmm. either Garden Gate or, or Horticulture, are there past uh, volumes or issues mm-hmm. that you can back order or, or purchase? Yes. Yeah, so we um, we sell uh, digital copies of all of our past issues, um, and you can find those um, at um, our website as well. And uh, the there's the there's the Garden Gate Library, um, um, oh. and uh, so that's where at, at the Garden Gate Library you can find past issues of Garden Gate and some past issues of Horticulture, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. the recent issues. And you can buy a complete collection actually of Garden Gates uh, back issues either on a USB drive or as a subscription um, to the Garden Gate Library website. And so uh, Garden Gate's been publishing oh. since 1995. So um, you could have all, what we're working on our 170th issue right now. So ah, you could perfect. get access to all 165 issues or something. So this is a weird question. So what, which month are you working on now? Like mm-hmm. how? Yeah. Right. So we are working on our March, April issue right now. Ah, um, okay. Our Jan- January, February issue uh, should be arriving on newsstands and in, um, in homes in the next week or two. And okay. uh, we're, uh, we'll be finished in the next few weeks with our March, April issue. <laughs> so we work, uh, you know, like most magazines, we work yes. a few months ahead. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we have a shortage of, unfortunately, uh, Canadian ma- gardening magazines here, but it's good to know that this this magazine is available. You also cover zones three to eight, which is, you know, it also covers all of Canada pretty much, like the main part. Um, so, so yeah, so it's definitely a great resource for our, our Canadian listeners. So, um, so yeah, so it's exciting. Yeah, we hope, and, you, hope you check it out. Great gift idea. Oh my gosh, for ten dollars, that's a great gift idea. Yep, good stocking stuffer. Mm-hmm. 
That is a wonderful idea. Wow. And that Garden Gate library issue, that's very cool too. Yeah, thanks. It's it's searchable and you can look up all the past articles on any particular topic or, you know, it's sort of just a little library. All the reader tips on how to use mini blinds in your garden or all the reader tips on how to, uh, what to do with old yogurt cups, <laughs> you know, or <laughs> all kinds of ideas. <laughs> oh, very Definitely. Nice. <laughs> Um, so as we get closer to the last, you know, seven or eight minutes of the show, we always like to ask our guest, um, mm -hmm. is there anything that you would like to promote or speak to um, by whether it's Garden Gate or maybe a gardening issue that's personal to you? Yeah, so um, I think we've covered most of uh, most of it, but I'll just reiterate that. Um, you know, I, I work primarily on two magazines, Garden Gate Magazine and Horticulture Magazine, and uh, they're two uh, not not particularly. I, they're not repetitive to one another they're, or they don't, you know, there's, there's a how-to component in Garden Gate and then there's the more kind of advanced techniques and topics and science and the science and sustainability issues that are covered in garden in uh, horticulture. And uh, we have not only uh, magazines, but then we do have our store where we sell um, some books that we've created for newsstands and also the, the, the things that feature our illustrations and um, photos uh, like the phone cases and um, mm -hmm. uh, really popular, the phone cases are probably our most popular item there. And then, um, and then we have uh, lots of different things like our tours and the, the USB that sells the, that has all the back issues of all the magazines on them. Um, and then in addition, we, we too have, um, have social media accounts. And so uh, you could follow both Horticulture and Garden Gate on um, Instagram and Facebook. And we have a pretty active um, Facebook group uh, called the Garden Gate um, Magazine uh, Facebook Community. And uh, that is um, really a fun way to share photos of your garden and get ideas from other gardeners around the country, the world, the, the, mm. they're all over the place. Uh, yeah. But it's fun to see a lot of people share photos of their gardens there and, and ask questions and share tips and things. And that's really fun. And that's then um, we have, uh, in, and we also have a YouTube channel where we uh, post uh, tours of gardens um, that we do um, around the country. Um, I think we have 10 or 12 uh, garden tour videos there, as well as how-to videos on different techniques and um, t uh, plant recommendations and all kinds of things. So that's a really fun, um, fun thing to do in the winter is to watch garden videos. And yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, uh, and then of course, yeah. So Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, you can follow, uh, follow us on any of those channels as well. Excellent. We'll put, definitely put those in our show notes, right, Matt? That's right. That's right. We've got all of those in our show notes. Uh, yeah. So check those out. Just one quick question about horticulture, because we mentioned um, Garden Gate magazine is only digital in Canada or outside of the United States is the yes. same thing about horticulture is yes. it available in print yes. otherwise no so it's and the same just uh, horticulture is the same and um but horticulture is not available on newsstands uh, just okay. garden gate is available on newsstands ah uh, okay okay mm -hmm. interesting okay yeah i had thought i i've seen them or heard of the magazine before yeah i thought once upon a time i had seen it but you you uh, probably had somewhere. it just isn't currently yeah no it just yeah. isn't currently available but it it definitely you know we've been around a long time horticulture has so it's been through a lot over the years a lot of different situations but yeah yeah 
So. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, so I'm, as we wind down, I'm going to open a big can of worms possibly, but sustainability, because you mentioned that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a particular trend that you see that you guys are addressing or kind of uh, looking at in Horticulture Magazine? Uh, yes, definitely. We have columns in every issue. Um, we have a, a column called Earth Matters in every issue and a column called Go- Growing Greener. Um, there's a really large uh, focus on um, sustainability and climate change and how to garden in, you know, in the world as we are, gar- you know, in the world we're gardening in right now um, with plant choices and, you know, climate research and all kinds of things. So it's a really, um, it's an interesting interesting uh way to learn about all of that yeah for sure it's a big topic so yeah so sustainability and um Mm -hmm. so yeah so i was afraid i was going to ask a big question there but uh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah we we have we we definitely cover uh topics related to that on every every issue oh that's good that's wonderful well i think we've wrapped up our show so um <laughs> lots of wonderful gift ideas um beautiful magazines and a website to check out it is absolutely packed filled with christmas gift ideas for the gardener in your life as well as just some amazing reading and articles by experts across uh, america and again covering zones three to eight so if you're anywhere within those hardiness zones definitely take a look at uh, gardengatemagazine.com as well as Hort Magazine or Hort Mag. Sorry, I almost wanted to add magazine in there too. Uh, <laughs> Hort Mag as well. And again, check out our show notes. If you're listening live or in the podcast, you need to refer back. Our show notes all have all of these websites as well as Kristen's and those magazines, um, social media links. So you can always follow up on things on the show. So thank you so much again, Kristen, for uh, coming on the show and talking about all the wonderful gift ideas uh, that we might have this season. Well, thank you for having me. It was nice to chat with you both again. Yeah, it was. And you have a great holiday. Great Merry Christmas. Thank you. Same to you. Okay. Bye for now. Thanks, Kristen. (laughs) Yes. So, Thanks again. Um, Awesome that Kristen was able to join us again from Garden Gate Magazine. I hope you guys are inspired. I hope this maybe gets you some ideas. There are some amazing tools and gift ideas uh, in tonight's show. I know I've added a couple to my Christmas list and (laughs) maybe have upgraded a thing. I was going to say, how about you? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, me too. And if there's others that you're thinking about, you know, put them in our Facebook group. We're happy to share them even next week on the show. Um, so yeah so if any of our listeners have other great ideas we'd love to hear them that's right and tune in next week to down the garden path again here on reality radio 101 while joanne and i dive into the differences between live christmas trees versus artificial or everlasting christmas trees what's the scoop there we've got the comparison for you Um, so we look forward to talking to you all about christmas trees Uh, next week. Until then, thank you very much for joining us here uh, down the garden path on Reality Radio 101, and we uh, look forward to chatting with you next week. Bye! Thank you for listening to Down the Garden Path. With your hosts, Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing. 
right here on Reality Radio 101.